Let's break down the must starts and must sits for week three. Let's kick things off with the starts. Number one on my list is Kyron Williams. This guy has taken the fantasy world by storm. He's averaging about 14 and a half carries per game and three receptions. And he's actually leading the league in touchdowns with three on the ground and one through the air. And I don't think he's going to slow down anytime soon, especially this week. Going up against the Cincinnati team, it's allowing 25.5 points per game. The Rams are already averaging the seventh most rush attempts per game with 31. So they clearly want to run the ball. And with Cam Akers being shipped off to Minnesota, I think Williams has a pathway to clear RB1 value. In the last game, he played 95% of the snaps. And he's getting all of the goal line work, which makes starting him even more enticing. And while his yards per carry doesn't really jump off the page with 3.6, it shouldn't really matter with the volume he gets, especially with the value touches he gets near the red zone. And this week, like I said, going up against a Cincinnati team that looks like they're reeling and maybe without Joe Burrow, I think he has another great chance to add to his touchdown total. I would definitely start him this week. Another great start is Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel really came to life last week. He had five carries last week. He's averaging eight targets per game. And I think he has a lot of things working in his favor. For one, he's going up against a Giants team that allows the most points in the league with 34. He also doesn't have as much competition this week with Brandon Ayuk nursing a shoulder injury. And with the 49ers playing on a short week, I really don't think Ayuk's going to recover enough to be used in full capacity. Would not be surprising at all if the 49ers scale back his workload and rely on their other playmakers. And George Kittle's been nursing a groin injury all year, so he really hasn't been himself. And I can totally see this being a Debo, Christian McCaffrey type game. Debo's averaging a healthy 88% snap share through two games. He's fresh off of his first touchdown on the year, which was on the ground. And I think this week, he's gonna have a healthy amount of volume, both through the air and on the ground. And the Giants are definitely more vulnerable on the ground. And I know the Giants looked impressive in the second half, but that was against the Cardinals, and they will more than likely be without Saquon Barkley. So this game should be a lot more lopsided in the 49ers' favor. And honestly, Debo would have had two touchdowns last week were it not for an uncharacteristic overthrow by Brock Purdy. I definitely see Purdy cleaning that up this week, and it would not surprise me if Debo hits pay dirt early. The last start of the week for me is George Pickens. Pickens is fresh off a breakout game where he caught 4 of 10 targets for 127 yards and a touchdown. And yes, a lot of that was on a 71-yard bomb, but I think he's clearly the number one player in this offense. Surprisingly, Allen Robinson had a slightly higher snap share, but not by much. Pickens is going to operate as this team's number one for as long as Deontay Johnson is out. And I think even when Johnson comes back, Pickens should still hold the top spot on the depth chart. He's averaging a little bit more than eight targets per game right now, and he's going up against a Las Vegas secondary that's already allowed five passing touchdowns this year, the second most in the league. So I think he has a great chance to add to his scoring total, and it wouldn't surprise me if he goes over 100 yards. What I like most about Pickens' chances this week is the fact that Pittsburgh has not figured out the run game. They have the second fewest total rushing yards in the league with 96, so they're going to have to rely on the passing game to score points. I don't see Najee Harris turning it around anytime soon, and Jalen Warren is more of a complimentary back. So Pickens is going to have to be getting some decent volume if they want to have a fighting chance. Now let's talk about some players to sit this week. Top in my list, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is having a down year by all measures. He's averaging 2.3 yards per carry, has 71 total scrimmage yards, and only has a 43% snap share. And I think with Brees Hall complaining about his lack of touches last week, this could totally be a game where the squeaky wheel gets greased. Hall only got four touches last week, and he's definitely the younger, superior, more talented back at this stage of his career. So it wouldn't surprise me if Dalvin Cook gets phased out more and more as the year goes on. 
at this point, I feel like his rest of season outlook looks shaky without Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson's going to continue to inhibit this offense, and the O-line looks shaky at best. And with the Jets not realizing that they need to fully commit to the run game if they want to have a fighting chance in any games, it makes me worry for Cook's outlook. Right now, the Jets have the fifth fewest rushing attempts per game with 22, and that needs to change quickly for Cook and Hall to have consistent value, and for the Jets to have a chance to win any more games. At this point, I feel like you're best served leaving Cook on your bench until the Jets can prove that they're willing to deploy a run-heavy scheme. Next up, this should be no surprise because he seems to make my sit list almost every week, but Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts only has eight targets through two games, and the Atlanta Falcons are very clearly committed to the run. They're averaging the fourth most rushing attempts per game with 35.5, and they also have the fourth most rushing yards per game with 170.5, and they're 2-0. and so I really don't see why Arthur Smith would change the formula anytime soon. They're going to keep relying on Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, and even Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter had 10 carries last week. And as long as they're winning, there's no reason for them to start airing the ball out. With Pitts only having 59 yards in total over two games and no touchdowns, and only averaging 66% snap share, I feel like his outlook is just going to continue to traject downward. I would look for options elsewhere. If Zach Ertz is available in your league, he might be someone to consider, or even Sam Laporta. But at this point, Pitts just cannot be trusted. Even in a good matchup against Detroit, who's given up the third most fantasy points to tight ends this year. Lastly, I would sit A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon is just not getting the job done at this point. I know he really turned it on at the end of the year last year, and maybe that'll happen for him this year. But at this point, he has to stay on your bench, even if Aaron Jones is not playing. In five career games without Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon's only averaged 10 carries for 4.1 yards and zero touchdowns, none on the ground, none through the air. And in four of those five games, he had one or fewer receptions. Even if he gets a healthy volume, he still has to overcome a couple of big hurdles. The Saints have allowed the 11th fewest rushing yards in total this year with 204, and the Packers are down two of their best O-linemen in David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. I think there's a reason why the Packers were trying to trade for Jonathan Taylor and may still be trying to make a trade happen. I think Dylan needs to show something sooner rather than later. Otherwise, he may be on the trade block or perhaps could be cut next year. From what it seems like, the Packers seem to be pretty committed to the pass. I mean, they obviously drafted Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs last year and Jaden Reed this year and Luke Musgrave. So they're trying to find some pass catchers for Jordan Love. In my mind, they're going to continue to ride the hot hand which is Jordan Love passing, and that seems to be working. He's thrown for six touchdowns through two games, so why mess with a good thing? It wouldn't surprise me if they stay committed to the pass and if Dylan's chances continue to dwindle. Those are my starts and sits for week three. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe and let me know who you're starting or sitting in the comments below.